Hello, my name is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from a live training session with either an individual or a group who are anxiously engaged in recovering their marriages. Please listen to several of the recordings in this podcast, and then, when you are ready, seriously consider attending the live weekly trainings from your home via webinar. My ability to provide enough individual and marriage therapy sessions has become very limited, so I created the marriage repair workshops so I could serve more people at a lower cost for you. So please, when you're ready, investigate your options at www.lazaruslectures.com. That's L-A-Z-A-R-U-S-L-E-C-T-U-R-E-S.com. I look forward to meeting you and to serving you well. I would love to play a part in decreasing your pain and increasing your happiness. See you soon. Gentlemen, in order to get to emotional intimacy and psychological intimacy and spiritual intimacy, we must create a communication culture that is validated by the spirit where both rejoice and are edified together. You have to practice and bring the skill where at least on your side of the conversation, you've created an atmosphere so that if she's talking about the future or the past, you've created such an atmosphere that she can rejoice that you are a very validating and encouraging human, if she, even if she's being unrealistic. Okay, This looks easy. But it's not as easy as it looks, as we've learned. We're learning. You have to do lots of practice scenarios. If she brings up that one center. So we're watching Mike with practicing responding to things about the past. Okay, He has the responsibility to strive to make it an edifying conversation, even if she brings up the past again. What does edifying mean? What does it mean to have the spirit? It means both rejoice and are edified together. We are the presiders of the conversation. It is our responsibility to try to learn to move the conversation like unto Thomas Edison and then try again, try something else. Depart it. What did not go right about that? What can I change? Discovering what I can change so I can create an edifying environment. Try something again. Try something else. Try a different way of phrasing it. Try a different body language. Try this. Gentlemen, I've seen guys try 200 different ways to get their car running, but only three different ways to get an identifying conversation with their wife. And while you can do 200 different ways to get your car running, yeah, that's easy. I'm all, but you've only tried three different ways to have an edifying conversation with your wife. Yeah, she's, it's on her. It's on her. Okay? When someone walks into my office, it's my responsibility to turn it into an edifying conversation, even if the person's coming in swearing at me. I'm the professional. I'm the specialist. I'm the one who's supposed to maneuver the conversation until I can calm the person down, dance with their personality, maneuver it. Okay? I can't tell you how many times I've had someone come to my office yelling at me and swearing at me, and by the end of the conversation, they're trying to ask me about my counter when they can see me again. Man, when can I see you again? Okay? That's taken me 20 years of practice to learn how to dance with a conversation like that and maneuver it. 
Imagine if I stood my ground and says, you know what? You made this conversation hard. It's your fault that this ended bad. We are the stewards. We are the presiders. It is our responsibility to learn how to make every layer of the intimacy triangle productive and constructive because the woman wants you to. I've never met a woman yet who doesn't want to experience all six layers of the intimacy triangle. Many of them don't know how. And if you watch things on film, according to President Hinckley, 80% of the time it's the husband's fault it doesn't work. 80% of the time. Okay? And somehow our brains come to the conclusion that it's her fault. I beg of you, brethren, okay? Please... Not to the point of self-loathing or anything like that, but exercise Ether 12:27 and say, Father, for the 37th time in a row, the conversation did not go well and it did not end in an edifying fashion. Please reveal unto me what I can change this time, like Thomas Edison, what can I try next? And think, Thomas Edison, say, if it doesn't work, what are you going to do? I'll seek out and I'll seek to discover another technique and I'll try it. And what if that doesn't work? I will read something else. I will listen to another podcast. I will find another filament. I will find another method of trying to do this. And then I'll try that. And then I'll try that. Okay. We look at this younger generation and we come to the conclusion they're so impatient. The guy tried three times to fix his lawnmower and then he pushed it off a bridge. Really, dude? Okay. Now, are you ready for your rebuke? Don't worry, I'll make it a softball pitch, okay? So it's easy for you. One of the things I've seen Satan do is he starts doing softball pitches so you can hit the ball. So it feels like you don't have to go to the batting cages for detail. You just reported that I've been having really good deep heart conversations with my wife without even having to write anything down. Okay? This is a common satanic technique that causes men to believe they don't actually have to write things down. Okay? To move things from the brain. Because when you start getting into the... 60 mile an hour pitches from Satan, the 70 mile an hour pitches from Satan, the 80 mile an hour pitches, the curveballs, the sliders, the knuckleballs. If you're in the habit of not doing any batting cage work by writing it down, you're going to be confused and frustrated as to why he's striking you out. Because he's, you guys are in the easy phase. Okay? So I beg of you, I watched a man crash and burn this morning. He was able to talk his wife into coming to a joint session. Haven't seen her, them together for over six months. She was already shaking before we even started talking. She's nervous. I asked the husband, I says, I thought I was just going to see you alone today. Is there a plan? Did you, is there a plan? He says, yeah. I says, okay, cool. Fill me in. You're the presider. He's all, I'm hoping to share my black box review with my wife. And I'm all, Cool. Well done. All right. That's ambitious of you. I set the stage a little bit, softened things. I've met with her before, so I tried to check in with her to make sure she was ready. I said, are you here by choice? Do you want to try this? She's got all courageous. She was still shaking. She's, I'm ready. I'm ready. I says, I told her him and I says, okay, 
Let's do it sentence by sentence. Go ahead and read the first line of your black box review. He's like, oh, I didn't write it down. And I'm going, oh, <laughs> okay. I'm all, I'm trying to stay composed. Okay, have you written any of it down? He's like, oh, yeah, and he starts opening his notebook and flipping pages. And he's like, yeah, I, I think it's right here. Okay, it took only 17 words out of his mouth before she had to leave. Okay, he walked right into saying about seven different stupid triggering things because he didn't follow his own script. Now, this case is pretty bloody. It's got some pretty painful history behind it. And at when she left, I just walked him through it a little bit and said, look, let's walk through what happened right there. She did come back. She's been working on a lot of her stuff, okay? But while she was gone, I walked through a film review of what he had said, and he saw all three of the triggers that were involved in what he said when we reviewed the film, and I know him well enough to know that he could have avoided all three if he had just followed his own script. So because he was kind of winging it, okay, he just, boom, three triggers. She starts hyperventilating. She's all, I got to get some water. I got to get some water. I got to get some water. And so she did a good job of withdrawing with dignity so we could keep trying to build a little bit. But do not underestimate the, the skills of the dark side. Please practice writing things down in your reflect. Write things down in your discover. Write things down in your plan. You may not need to be that meticulous today, but if you don't practice it, your brain will not be accurate enough when you get to the hard stuff, okay? So please, it's like piano playing. I, if there's one thing I wish that my, my elementary school piano teacher did, I feel greatly disserviced by this. I was one of those kids who you'd go to piano practice, You'd play your stuff. You'd get your assignments. I'd go home, put my piano books next to the piano, and ignore them for six and a half days. I would come home from school the day of my piano lesson, make sure I always had an hour before my piano lesson. I'd practice for 30 minutes, go and show the teacher, and she never confronted me. I was good enough to fake it, but I really don't think – I think she was being nice. She easily could have said, Maurice, you do know I can tell – you only practiced one day this week, but she never did. Okay, gentlemen, I won't point it out to you. I might point it out to you, okay? But when you were hoping you could be good enough to do this without the basic practicing of writing it down, okay, it's then that it's going to get bloody. And the most common satanic attack men get when it gets messy is why is she reacting so bad? Why is she falling apart? What is wrong with her? And I asked the guy, did you read off of your script? And he goes, I didn't need to. And I go, dude, did you say what you had planned to say? No, I changed a few words, but that shouldn't matter. It only takes a few words for the dark side. Write our mirrored emission statements. We rewrite what we're going to say the same way a piano player rewrites and improves it. If you play any musical instrument, if you've ever been a serious athlete or a serious musician, every time you do it, you get better. Every time you do it, you get better. Every time you do it, you get better. 
I got couples come to me and say, we need to improve our communication. I says, okay, let's practice. They're like, why would we practice to improve our communication? What did you think we were going to do? Gentlemen, I really want you to achieve your goals, but I also don't want you to not reach them because of a lack of practice. It's really easy to measure, okay? If you have something on paper, you practiced. If you don't have something on paper, you did not practice. It's really black and white. I hope that you see that my motivation is because I want you to have the marriages that you want to have. Okay, I'm trying to only be like a wrestling coach, only be like a football coach. My assumption is you want to take the state championship, you want to take the Super Bowl, so I'm going to push you really hard sometimes to do the basics because I want you to have what you want. Okay? All right, brethren, love you tons, love you buckets. See you next time. You have just finished listening to another principle that is one of many that you will find in a special class that I've put together called the Marriage Repair Workshops and the Lazarus Lectures. This is a compilation of principles that I have pulled from my years of training, study, and therapeutic experience designed to give you the tools, the vision, the ideas, everything that is necessary to take a relationship that has experienced catastrophic levels of unpleasantness and falling apart and rebuild it almost as if raising it from the dead. Please follow the links and attend at least one of our marriage repair workshops so that you can get a feel for what you will learn and get your attachment to the multimedia classroom that holds videos, audios, articles from me and several other specialists that we call the Lazarus Lectures a 40 lesson series building from one principle to another so that you can discover what is necessary to pull off a miracle in your relationship. I hope you'll find great value in this. I hope those of you who find yourselves unable to afford the thousands of dollars necessary to attend a marriage therapist especially one that's really good and is not as available as we would like therapists to be. Please, please study this material in the Lazarus Lectures and attend the Marriage Repair Workshops so that we can help you get things back to the way you want them. We'll see you then.